You're listening to the Sam Oye Podcast, the program that uplifts your spirit, renews your mind, and transforms your life every week. And now, here is your host, the Reverend Sam Oye. First Chronicles chapter 12 in verse 20 to 22. I'm going to read because of our time. I'll use the amplified version. As David went to Ziklag, this man defected to him from Manasseh, Adna, Josabad, Jediel, Michael, Josabad, Elihu, and uh, Zilatai, captains of thousands who belonged to the tribe of Manasseh. Verse 21, they helped David. They helped David against the band of the raiders for they were all very courageous men and all seven became commanders in his army verse 22 and i want you to please join me let's read it together can we do that together after the count of two one to go for at that time day by day men kept coming to david to help him until there was a great army like the army of god father we ask for the blessing in jesus mighty name we pray Amen. Please, you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Let me start by saying that I'll be talking to you on how to attract and keep destiny helpers. How many of us need destiny helpers in our lives? I mean, how many of you know that you can do it all alone by yourself? Amen. All right. So I want to talk to you on how to attract them. Why is it that some people attract helpers and some don't? Why is it that some people attract destiny helpers and some people don't? I'll never forget a lady calling me out of the United Kingdom and she said, Pastor Sam, she said, nobody has ever given me anything free. Nobody. She said, I help a lot. Nobody helps me. Nobody. So here's what I want to say to you. And I mentioned that very early in the service. In the first service you can start small things all alone by yourself but you cannot do big things all alone by yourself it's important you take note of that you can start small things all alone by yourself but you cannot do big things all alone by yourself that is why one of the greatest gifts you need to pray for is a gift of man and the gift of money you will get to a point in your life where you get to realize that these two powerful gifts are very critical to your success in life the gift of men and the gift of money next to having god jesus the holy spirit in your life and a good pastor you need the gift of men the right kind of people and the gift of money it's important a, a definition of prosperity that i like is this write this definition of prosperity down prosperity is having enough to pursue your life's dreams and help others pursue theirs too that's a good definition of prosperity that you have enough please that's that's very critical there prosperity is having enough to pursue your life's dreams and to help others pursue their dreams too that's that's prosperity that's what prosperity is all about to make sure the dreams you carry on the inside of you you don't die with them because you lack what it takes to fund your dreams i want to do masters you should be able to do it. I want to do my PhD. You should be able to do it. The purpose of prosperity is for the funding of dreams. 
The purpose of prosperity is for the funding of dreams. Number two reason why you need to prosper. Prosperity exists for creating memories in men. This is one of, by far, one of the most powerful reasons why you need to prosper. You need to prosper so that you can use money to create a memory in the men's minds of men. Your children will remember most of the things that you do for them and in them and with them. A woman that you gave a house will never forget you. Is that not so? Someone you bought, bought a car for will never forget you. Is that not so? Someone you paid a school fees will never forget you. So the purpose of prosperity is to create memories. And, and let me quickly say something here before you start going to create memories outside. If you're a married man, the first place to create memories is in your own house. A woman said, Pastor, I hear everybody saying my husband is a very generous man. She said, the only people that don't know about that definition of my husband is those of us in the house. Huh? Let me ask you a question. How many of you are seen people who are very generous outside, but not to those who are in their house? You know people like that. Raise your hand. Praise God. <laughs> you will never find yourself in a state where you don't need people. You will never find yourself in a state where you don't need people. You will always need people. You will always need people. You will always need people. Attracting the right people is a privilege and a gift from God. Keeping them is a reflection of your gratitude and your responsibility. So God will bring the right people into your life. The responsibility is on you to do what? Say it again. God will bring the right children into your life, the right husband, the right wife, the right partners, the right helpers. But the responsibility is on your shoulders to make sure you keep them. My assignment today will be to attempt to share with you on how to keep them. But please write this down. Relationship determines the flow of favor or the exit of favor from your life. Who you relate with will determine the entrance or the exit of favor from your life. Write that down. Who you relate with will determine the entrance or the exit of favor from your life. Have you noticed that there are people you relate with and once you start relating with them, all good things start coming into your life. Raise your hands if you understand what I'm saying. And have you noticed there are some people, the moment they come into your life, all good things start living your life, right? Have you seen something like that before? Fantastic. In case you don't know anything about that, you better go and ask the people that carry Jonah in their sheep. The guy entered their sheep and as soon as the guy entered their sheep, and, and you know the funny part is that those who cause you the greatest problem are the ones who are the greatest ease in your life. Jonah entered their lives and it was a reason for their storm, but it was the one that was at peace the most. They were restless, losing everything. Jonah was at peace, sleeping. So if you had to trace trouble to the source, you would never trace it to Jonah. Because the guy was too asleep to be the source of the problem. For the first time in their lives, the Bible says everything that they bought, everything that they got, they started throwing all of it away. They started losing. 
check out for the entrance of someone who results in losing in your life. Sister, that's how to know that you married the wrong guy, a bozo, not a boaz. From the moment you just started a relationship with this guy, you started losing money for a charge card. <laughs> you started losing money to fix his engine. The engine knocks on the way to work. You buy another one. Then on his way to visit you, the engine again knocks. You fix her. You'll be, fi you'll be fixing his father's roof, his mother's house, everything in their lives. So that just look at capital flow. Just look at your account. See the way money is moving. Moving. I used to think the Bible says that two are better than one, right? This one that two is resulting into worse than one. Start thinking on the double. Write this down. If the entrance of anyone begins to lead to losses in your life, you have the wrong person in your sheep. <laughs> Somebody said it's deep. And I'm just starting. I'm, I've, I've not gotten fired. And I really want this to get into because many of us, see, see, if you understand what I'm teaching here today, many of your prayer points will stop. Why do you have hypertension? The wrong person in your life. Yeah? Wrong person. Or blood pressure up. This is, why do you have all those kind of strange kind of stuff in life? It's the wrong person in your life. The wrong person. I mean, if you have lost money because of wrong people in your life. A woman was talking to me about the fact that she introduced somebody Somebody to be helping now to manage her business. She's a high-profile business person. And she does business with people at the very top. So she said, look, I can't be everywhere. So she brought somebody to be helping her manage her business. By the time she opened her eyes to realize, she realized that the person she introduced to the business had already taken over all her clients. And she was rendered useless. I'd like you to write this one down. This is very beautiful and I want to touch on it a bit. I mentioned it towards the end of the first service, but I want to mention it right now. Relationship creates the platform for you to make big requests and get big results. Relationship creates the platform for you to be able to make big requests and get big results. I mentioned something and I want to say it again. If you're worth in the life of somebody, it's no more than $10. It is not wisdom for you to be requesting for a million. You are not worth what you are asking for. The value of your friendship is not equal to your request. Eh? The total estimation of your investment of friendship guarantees the release at most of $110. But here you are making a request of what, sir? A million dollars. I like the Yorubas because they have a particular, you know, ah, Otube and what you, something. The Yorubas have words, they say, ah, you have too much in my hand or something like that. Eh? Otobe. You carry weight in my hand. So the Yorubas have you, you are a lightweight, you are featherweight, you are heavyweight. So relationships are in weight levels. 
Papa, I hear Papa. Can you imagine? Ah, do you remember when the, the old church didn't come? Why should they come? Do you have a relationship with the old church? You, that when you come to church, uh, church, okay, so when you come, <laughs> when you're coming, what time do you normally arrive? When service is emotion. Not like the way this man is coming now. That one is, that one has been here before. <laughs> they should put camera on you. Yeah. So, so here you are, when it's service, when it's service, you come in. Praise worship has already started. You come into church. And then just when we're sharing the grace, you've gone. You know nobody, nobody knows you. You are Jugnu inside church. You are like, sorry, what are those people that appear, disappear with something they cover their face? Ninja, you're a ninja member. Poop, smoke, you have disappeared. Poop, you have arrived. <laughs> <laughs> and then events happen you get into moments where you need people and like, can you imagine that church? nobody showed up who is nobody showed up who do you have investment of time with who do you call Baba, can you imagine in that church nobody calls me who do you call give Anisha what ma if you he that wants a friend must what friend where it goes, you want friends, show yourself friendly. You want calls, so you begin to. Papa didn't call me. Have you ever called Papa once? Huh? See, I'm not calling, I'm not talking about Papa. Papa, Papa, pray. The devil is on top of my roof. No, no, no. Have you ever just called, Papa, how are you doing? Eh? Just, I just, I didn't call for prayers. I just wanted to know how you're doing. I, I can see the whole pressure, the whole work. Sir, how are you coping, sir? Have you eaten? Or you think I'm a spirit? <laughs> you didn't hear Jesus slept? You didn't hear Jesus wept? <laughs> So here's the point I'm making. You get offended because you don't get feedbacks or you don't get certain things from people that you have never invested in their lives. Poverty is a reflection of your relationship circle. <laughs> The aggregate of your friendship will always reflect in your financial expressions. He that walks with the wise shall what, sir? Shall be wise. A companion of what, sir? Fool shall be what? It's a reflection of who you hang around with. Lepers were so determined that they made up their mind that they will hold themselves to high accountability levels. We, even though we are lepers, we refuse to remain like this. Follow me carefully today. I really want to help you. So how do you attract destiny helpers? 
I mentioned some things in the morning service. You take time to go and watch that and, so that we can build up on this. Number one, pursue God as the source of all helps. Pursue God as the source. Source. Underline the word source. Pursue God as the source of all the helps you will ever need in this life. Psalm 121 verse 1 to 2. I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence cometh my sir? My help. My help cometh from who? From God who makes the heavens and the So God is the source of your help. Men are channels. Write that down. God is the source of your help. Men are channels. So you worship the source, not the channels. You honor the channels. You respect and appreciate the channels. Any channel you don't value will soon cease to supply. Disregard for channels may be the reason why they are not supplying to your life. God is the source. Men are channels. Why will God send helpers to you? How will you attract helpers? When you begin to pursue helpers and relationships for the sake of God's kingdom and the advancement of humanity. You don't need help us if it is all about your personal greeds. God will not sponsor your greeds. He will meet your needs. It is a waste of heaven's resource to galvanize human beings around you only to be meeting your greeds. God doesn't send help us to help you establish your own empire. They help you to establish God's purpose for your life. So the advancement of humanity. For the advancement of humanity. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all this shall be added unto you. Mark 6.33 If you want to attract the right kinds of people, helpers and partners, please pursue and commit yourself to a lifestyle of excellence. A lifestyle of what, sir? Excellence. Maybe I should tell you that you attract, you attract helpers and resources at the level of the expression of your excellence or mediocrity. Let me give you an example. I told you about a woman who in one of the churches, they were having a program and the woman pulled out millions and gave to that church. It's not our church. And our own pastor heard about it. He said, Madam, I heard you gave that church millions. How come you've not given us millions? You know what the woman said? She said, Pastor, your dream never attracted millions. Daddy, I have the money. It's just that all your dream is always about drum sets. That is anything you've mentioned in this church that I didn't pay for. So you've never dreamt about crusade. You've never dreamt about having anything that attracts millions. It's always 250,000, 350,000. All the one you mentioned, have we not given, sir? Sir, we were in Aqua Estate. You know Aqua Estate, sir? We were in Aqua Estate. We were struggling to pay 200,000 naira for rent. And one day my wife looked at me. And she said, sweetheart. I said, yes. Her pastor, Sunday is in uh, FAB then. Pastor Sunday was in FAB. Pastor Johnson was in FAB. She said, let us move to FAB. Let's move away from the airport road. 
I said, I'm not, I'm not going to a place because my members are living there. I am not my members. So I was on the airport road, sir. That's where we started our life from, from the airport road. That's what we could afford. We didn't live beyond our means. We started there. So when she said we should move, I said we should move. We couldn't pay 200. That time, FRB was 500. Was it 500 or 600? 500,000. But we moved. Amazingly, when we got to FRB, from the moment we moved there until we started paying a million, thereabout, over, in FRB, so we never owed the rent. We always had that money ahead of time, available. Somehow, it seems to me, when I enlarged, money met me at the level of my expression. Sorry. Here's what I want to say to you. You are looking for the kind of money you are looking for. You have not grown yourself to attract it. The version of you that that kind of money is looking for, you have not grown into it. Pastor, by the grace of God, I'm trusting the Lord that when I go to speak in a place, they'll pay me one million. For saying what? No, like tell me, what do you want to say? They should give me one million for saying what? Are you getting what I'm saying here? But do you know that when you grow your excellence in delivery to another level, one million is a joke. One million is what, man? It's a joke. Several years ago, I started listening to someone like Simon T. Bailey. And I watched this guy, he will go to speak to Fortune 500. He will mesmerize them. Black guy. I'm like, I thought they said there's racism. Only for me to find out that when you command excellence, racism will vanish. Sir? I mean, just, well, it's an example. Obama is an example for you. Say, leave all this racist stuff. It is true, it exists. But when you play your game at a certain level, when you raise the bar of performance to a level, everything will bend in your direction. I don't know if anybody's been following the case going on in the, you know, the Senate in the, in the U.S. with Jackson, uh, you know, Judge Jackson. Am I correct? See how that woman is making, see, I, I felt proud of the black race. I, I, I mean, that woman just made me, I'm like, Kai, as that woman, Africa, Africa, America, Africa woman when I heard correct. That means so correct. See how, you know, one of the questions that she responded to when she said, when they asked her a question about some issues and all the policy issues that have to do with criminal justice and, you know, jail sentences and all. She said, sorry, sir. That's not my responsibility. It's the job. It's your job. Why are you, are you throwing your job? It's almost an indictment on the people asking, no, 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 job. So you make the, you pass all the stuff, we implement. She just made all of them look like babies. That's why somebody said that woman deserves, that's why somebody said that woman should be brought to that place. It's the growth and expression of growth that attracted the seat she's going for. It's not a wish. What you wish for is one thing. Have you grown enough for it? I want to marry a rich man. Do you have a rich 
Can you preserve a rich man or you make him poor? I want to marry a rich woman. Can you undo a rich woman? Are you sure your ancestors will not gather and say she's clip her wings? Can you marry an can you marry an alpha woman? Mark 7:37, the Bible says Jesus has done everything very well. Everything. I'm not preaching at you today. Just want to talk to you. Jesus, the Bible says, has done everything very well. That's what they said about him. That's what excellence is all about, doing everything very well. I want to challenge you to pursue the kind of relationships that will enable you to add value to people. Listen, you attract destiny helpers when you become a value-adding person. Those who add value to others never stop attracting the right people. Just, just, I'm just telling the truth. Find ways to add value. To, listen, you are better than somebody. At every time T in your life, you are better than somebody. You can add value to somebody. So whilst you expect God to send you helpers, be a helper to somebody. Find a way to help somebody. I know what you are looking for is Gucci, Valentino, all of that. But the one you currently you are using, the one that is made from who say here, trust me, if somebody gets it, it's a breakthrough. Find ways to add for everybody in this church. Poverty mentality tells you where Basil that doesn't make you add value to person. She been a way person get food to eat. That's poverty speaking. Let me look at your neighbor and say, Well, you the one saying that thing that pastor just now. <laughs> Sir, my mother had nothing. My mother was, she was living in a place, a bacha, one room, roof leaking. Husband dead. Thank you guys. Husband dead, no funding. When my mother was taking care of other people's children, People come to eat in my house. Then I never knew I was going to marry mama. Your elder sister was being persecuted in their house. Mama's elder sister comes to eat in my mother's place. I met a young man in New York. He called me in the morning. I was doing some few things with the U.S. Uh, Department of State. So we're heading up. We were coming from Virginia. We, had to, we stopped by in Manhattan and then on our way to Syracuse. We had to do some things in the university there. And then all of a sudden, I got a phone call from this young man. He said, sorry, sir, my name is Onome. I'm like, Onome. He said, I got to know, sir, that you are here. You are in America. You are in New York. I said, how did you get to know? Somehow he got to know. And then he said, sir, please, I want to make a request. Can I come to see you? This was on a Sunday morning. It was freezing cold. And the young man showed up, and he brought his firstborn. He said, sir, you may not remember me. I was one of the small boys that used to follow you way back 1994. He said, I was one of those boys that follow you. I was very small then. He said, sir, he said, my mother disowned me because I was following you and your prayer life. She said, sir, do you remember also a young man called Stephen Adigun? I said, yes, I remember Stephen. He said, sir, one day you were making joke because of Stephen. He always has this hard look. So I told him one day in a joke. I said, come on, go and join the U.S. Army. He said, sir, the boy took it seriously. He says, I'm talking to you right now. He's a lieutenant in the U.S. Army. 
I said, who? He said, that same Stephen that the mother also rejected. I said, all of them. So where do they go to eat? My mother's place. The place where all the rejectors go to eat. He said, sir, I just want to let you know who I am today. I said, on talk to me, who are you? He says, sir, I want to let you know I'm one of the top six in the whole state of New York in my profession. Top six. Top six. And he says, I'd like to put a call through to Stephen so that you can speak with him. He said, Stephen is in North Carolina. I'd like you to speak with him. And they call Stephen. He said, guess who I'm talking with? He said, who? When he mentioned my name, Stephen began to scream. He said, let me talk with Daddy Sam. And then collected the phone. And the next thing he says, sir, please allow me, sir. I want my mother to talk to you. And I said, no, that's all right. Listen to how he introduced me to the mom. He said, mommy, and I was hearing him on phone. He said, mommy, I want you to speak to that man that you said I will not amount to anything if I follow. Mommy, that man is in America now. He's with Onome. Mama, talk to him. And the first thing the mother would say that broke my she said, please, sir, forgive me. She said, at that time, we didn't know better. I said, mommy, you don't have to apologize. It was the right thing you did. And I said, Stephen, so what are you doing now? He says, I've been to Iraq. I've gone to fight in Iraq. I've been everywhere. So I'm back to North Carolina. He said, I relocated all my parents. Everybody, they're all here with me in North Carolina. I'm taking care of all of them. He said, the same boy, they said, will not amount to anything. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you would like to help support the podcast through your giving and donations, kindly click on the donate button or visit www.samoyepodcast.com. Don't forget to join us daily for the Prophetic Prayer Hour with Rev Sam Oye via YouTube channel at Rev Sam Oye. Also, if what you desire is a change in your faith, family, and financial life, then experience the unraveling ministry of Reverend Sam Oye by being in any of our life-transforming services. Log on to www.thetransformingchurch.org for details. You can also follow me on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and on Twitter at Rev Sam Oye. Thanks again. I'll see you in the next episode.